Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Netflix Book Club. My name is Dennis Rooney. I'm Stephen McDonald. Ah, Stephen McDonald is sitting across from me right now with a cup of cold brew and a sugar-free Red Bull. So well, yeah, how else am I supposed to live my life? <laughs> this is going to be the most jacked-up episode. What, what world do you live in that this is not how you live life? I saw you take them both out of the fridge, and I was like, maybe he's going to offer me one of those. No. Which you didn't, but you knew I wouldn't take it, but... I just, do you normally double fist caffeinated drinks like this? Absolutely. <laughs> you haven't lived life. If you, if you haven't hiv- lived life, you got to have, this is the thing, is that I, from the, I'm from the Midwest, and I feel like a lot of people that I've met from the Midwest. Like, we didn't get Red Bull until 2015. No, I, didn't, I didn't know that this was a thing until recently. Uh, somebody pointed it out to me, is that uh, people from the Midwest have a tendency of having three drinks. Like at any time. At a clip? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, what it is is that you have like a, like, I usually have three drinks, and it's that I've got like a coffee, uh, so it's kind of bitter, and then I've got something that's sweet, like a soda or a Red Bull or something like that, and then I have a water. I, I see that in a restaurant setting. Like, if I go out to breakfast, I usually want like a water and OJ and a cup of coffee all at the same time, so I kind of get that. Yeah. Or alcohol, if you've got maybe a, a shot and a beer or a mixed drink and a beer. I've done that before, but three is... You're not going to pull out like a yoo out of your asshole right now, are you? <laughs> um, out of my asshole? No. I know, that was, that no. was very vulgar. No. That was a lot for no. the top of the podcast. I will pull a yoo out of my dick hole. <laughs> That's a yee-haw. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yee-haw. That's not a yoo we got to be filthy on this podcast because we're doing a PG-13 movie this week. Ooh. Uh, this week we are doing... Well, first of all, any plugs? You got anything you want to talk about before we get into this? Um, no, no, I mean, Netflix Book Club. Uh, you know, check us out. We're on Instagram now. We're on, uh, we're on Facebook. Just We're really hitting the social media hard. Hitting the social media with the different stuff. And also, honestly, you know what I would plug is? Is I would plug our backlog. We yeah. have we uh, we've got a ton of episodes. I know that we're we're coming back after a big hiatus, so we've probably got a lot of new listeners. True. And uh, and we have seventy some episodes where we talk about different movies. Yep. Um, a lot of those movies aren't on Netflix anymore because they used to be, but it was five years ago. Still some Netflix originals in there, though. Still some Netflix originals in there, so they're back. Might but, I uh, suggest here you go, Bulletproof Salesman. I forget which episode number, but that was a Netflix original documentary about a guy who sold armored vehicles, and we get into an interesting debate about war profiteering, so yeah. check that out. Uh, uh, this one's yeah, going to be a little lighter than that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. I actually. don't know. Uh, all right, so we're talking this week about 2019, Netflix original. I think number three in his contract, his obligations, uh, Adam Sandler's murder mystery, everybody. I don't know whether it's number three. I feel like, well, he was up for like a three-movie deal, and he did like The Cobbler, he did The... The Cobbler, I don't think was a Netflix film. That was def- No, that was definitely a Netflix film. We'll look it up later. We'll look it up later. We'll look it up later. But, uh... Yeah, so Murder Mystery. Maybe right now you're going Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler, a Netflix original. I've never even heard of this movie. Neither had I, but apparently it has the Netflix record. Here's the thing. I was going to say that tons of people have heard of this movie. It's like the number it's one of the number one streamed movies on over Netflix. Th- over 30 million yeah. streams in its first 3 days. And it's actually closer to 31. It's like 30.9 million. That's in the first three days. It's, yeah. In, in the, the first, first few days. Month, that's in the first three days. In the yeah. first month, 73 million people watched or ha- TVs streamed this film. Yeah. That's also Netflix. Like, apparently, it's very hard to get information out of Netflix. And oh, who yeah. And c- who could really quiz them on? Like, how could we prove them wrong? They could just be lying. I mean, they, they 100% could be lying. It's actually queer they don't, the most. I, well, I mean, I don't. They probably, they might not be able to be lying because they're a publicly traded company. And so releasing that kind of information might cause some kind of problem with the, uh, with the SEC if it's not maybe true. Um, they could just be trying to. No, I know people that, I know people that work, that have worked for Netflix as writers and stuff like that. And, uh, and the reality is, is that it's like, nah, they don't tell you anything. Yeah. Like I'm talking like, like. I know somebody that wrote on uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and it's like, Tina Fey doesn't know. <laughs> like, Tina Fey doesn't know yeah. 
how many people watch the show. I've heard they that for, they uh, don't tell her. Their stand-up specials too. Comedians have gotten frustrated in the past because they say like, "We, I don't. How's your special doing on Netflix? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's I have on no there. Idea. <laughs> uh, it's on there. But for yeah, for seventy-three million people though, I've never heard. I had never heard of the movie until uh, we started. You know, I had I had day. heard a little bit about it. Um, Mostly because people were kind of like when it, it when it was initially like a trailer came out for it or it was like dropping people were like what is this right. um and then uh and then I had and then I heard the numbers that like tons of people had watched it because there was an article that equated it where it was like if this had come out in theaters it would have made a hundred and twenty million dollars over the weekend arguably uh, arguably of course you'd because. Say. Most people wouldn't go see it. Like, this is free. And also, there's the question that's like, how many people turned it off after 10 minutes? But, like, because uh, I don't think that's a 30 million person completion rate. On I don't know. I don't know how they do it. You um, know what I mean? They might have to watch the whole thing. They might just have to get a click play, and then 10 minutes later, you'd this walk is, out or something. This is my thing. Did, did you watch his uh, Adam Sandler stand-up special? 100%, 100%, fre- 100% fresh. I watched about the first... 12 to 15 minutes of it and then uh, I walked away not because I didn't like it I actually uh-huh. found it to be really funny yeah um, although I didn't expect it to be all music it's really mostly music it's it's mostly music but he does a lot of as it goes he does a lot of stand-up in between right okay. like just jokes and stories and I'd like to see more of the stand-up and stories uh, the Chris Farley number was fantastic and heartfelt it's amazing it is amazing but uh, no I, w- I turned it off just because I there's not a lot of stand-up that I will sit all the way through for the full hour you know as a comedian myself I don't want to pollute my brain with other people's ideas that's surprising to me I will watch every shitty stand-up special <laughs> on Netflix front to back really no but like <laughs> Like I've watched a lot. I fall asleep in during a lot of them. Uh, that's really what it is. That's is not that, a great review. Well, of no, that's the, no, that's what I. That's the thing is that it's like if I don't like it, mm-hmm. I probably will just fall asleep. Yeah. If I like it, then like I'm gonna watch it all the way. That's through. That's fair. Well, um, a lot of people don't like that Netflix puts out all these stand-up specials. I'm fine with. Listen, the cream will rise to the top, and uh, I'm available Netflix. I have about a uh, an hour right now. I'm ready to put it down on wax. Uh. <laughs> Lead me in with murder mystery because I'll open with. I'm ready to put it down on proverbial wax. No, um, but I think I think one of the reasons that, and I I have no information on this, but I think that one of the reasons this movie did really really well on Netflix is because of Adam Sandler's stand-up special. I thought you were going to say for a second Adam Sandler's mustache. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> It's a beautiful mustache, but at the same time, well, yeah, I think you're right, I think he because he was kind of in like movie star jail for a while, where it was like everything he was. Ma- it's part of the reason why he did the deal with Netflix was that it was like everything that he was making was flopping for a while. Where it was like if you look back at like Pixels and Bedtime Stories, and wasn't like, it critically flopping, but actually making money though? Hasn't that been his curse for like decades now? Uh, I mean, it started being a mix where it was yeah. like it the box office wasn't coming in as strong as, you know, he wasn't the kind of powerhouse that he used to be. Right. Um, where it was just like you could just stick him in something and it would just immediately, it might not get critical acclaim, but like it's gonna, it's gonna make, make money. money and um, and it started being where it was like it's not really, it's not making as much. When you start having stuff like blended, yeah. where it's you know. Well, the families going to Africa together, it it just didn't work. You didn't like blended? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Did you watch it? No. Well, then how do you I know still it's not good? I still I know I don't like it. I saw 15 minutes of it, and Terry Crews is in it. And let me just say, Terry oh, I didn't Cruz, know Terry Crews was in it. He's in it, man. You I'd be happy it. to watch it. You with should Terry watch Cruz 20 in it. minutes of it. Um, but but one of the things is that I think that between his stand-up special and then his appearance on Adam Sandler's appearance on uh, SNL this season. Yeah. I think that it kind of like it re-put him back into the game where it was like he had been kind of out of he hadn't quite been making stuff that was really clicking with people. Yeah. And then he went and did his stand-up special and people were like, oh, I really like this. And then he was on SNL and it was like, oh, wait, Adam Sandler's good. He's we funny. Still like He's, I really Sandler. like him. And then this movie came out and and people were like, I'll check it out. I'll take a look. Yeah. Like That was the whole of point of uh, calling it 100% fresh. It was almost yeah. tongue-in-cheek because he was saying, like, I know that a lot of my movies do not get good reviews. 100%. But, 
But uh, yeah, I've been saying for years, I've been championing Adam Sandler. I always say, first of all, he doesn't owe anybody anything. Whenever people are like, oh, he only makes these like family movies anymore, I'm like, go fuck yourself. He made Happy Gilmore. He made like two or three movies in the 90s that were fantastic. He doesn't owe us anything. Happy if he wants Gilmore, to, Billy Madison. Yeah. Uh, I would even throw Big Daddy I mean, in there. Big Daddy's Big hilarious. Daddy, Waterboy. Waterboy. Uh, uh, what's the devil one where he's. Uh, Little Nicky. Little Nicky's. Hilarious. Why do too. I know so many Adam Sandler movies? Because he's good. Uh, <laughs> was this good though? Murder. All right, let's talk about murder mystery. Okay, this is this is what I want to say is is uh is first off we're gonna play the game of uh oh, yeah. we're we're gonna we're starting to play a game on our show which is uh the worst way to describe this movie and so I got Dennis one. I wanna I wanna ask you what is the worst way to describe murder mystery. The worst way, in my opinion, to describe murder mystery is uh, Netflix finances Adam Sandler's newest European vacation to wash the taste of Africa out of his mouth. (laughs) A lot of people have been saying that for a little while now where it's like, Adam Sandler just makes movies to go on vacation or just to oh, like yeah. fund his, you know. Absolutely. You look, you look at the credits for this or any Adam Sandler movie in the last like 15 years, there's a few Sandlers in it. You oh, know yeah. I mean, he's a family guy, which I love. Don't get me wrong. But it is the thing where it's like, all right. Want to do a new movie? Where would I like? Where have I not gone yet? Yeah, Morocco. Hmm, I could make that work. Where, are you saying Morocco for this movie? Yeah, that but is not the. That is not the country. They where were was in. he? They were in Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very were, sorry. They were, the, uh, our listeners in both Monaco Morocco. and Morocco. It, Morocco just, is in Africa. Isn't yeah, it? it's in Africa. They're on different continents. It's okay. This isn't a geography uh, podcast. You know, I mean, they're they're a hop, skip, and a jump over the Mediterranean from each other. Uh, no, I. Uh, that's a that's a great way of describing this movie. Um, I don't think it quite. I don't think that your description quite gives it enough. Like. Um, description about the movie at all no no, no. Right. i don't mean description <laughs> about the movie but like uh but just because now i'm gonna ask you stream it or don't stream it because that's my question all right there are people who i would say str- listen 73 million in the first month let's even cut that 73 down million people can't be wrong let's, except let's, they can let's shave it down to 25 million uh-huh just to be like who actually sat through the whole thing yeah that's still a lot of people yeah to watch this movie and uh so obviously there are people out there f- that this movie is for i'm not one of them i say don't stream this uh-huh. movie you can pass on this movie uh i have problems with it there are things about it i like but yeah. ultimately um this is one for Couples, I wouldn't even see it say it's really for families because there's no kids in this movie primarily, which is interesting. For we're gonna we're gonna get into that with yeah, me let's because get into it. What because do you think? I uh, because um, one of my favorite things about this movie is is that he doesn't have kids. Yeah. Uh, it really made me happy. Probably the um, first movie since Little Nicky that he hasn't had kids. Pretty much, like he just he he had kids and then he started having kids in movies. Yeah. Um, no, uh, what I am going to say is, is surprisingly, I'm going to say stream it. Really? Uh, yeah, I actually... Uh, this is where this is the episode where I find out about so your love of murder novels and shit. No, 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 no. It was just, it was, uh, it was so, it was just fun. It was a fun little movie. It was self-aware. It was self-aware. Yeah. It, it was, it was a bit ridiculous, um, but it was just like... It it definitely had. I was very surprised because I was like, I didn't think that I was gonna like it at all. Like I had been avoiding this movie, and then you and you had brought it up for like three weeks now. Well, you brought it up to me a month it. ago, and then that kind of put and it you, in my brain. yeah, and you kept sending me text messages saying we should do murder mystery, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And then I finally said yes to it because I was like, I just want to get it out of the way and have it done with. <laughs> And then I watched it, and I was like, I, it's actually fun. Like, the jokes in it are actually pretty... F- like, like I found myself actually laughing at this movie. Yes. And I was very surprised by the fact that I was actually laughing. I really didn't think that I was going to like this movie. And then I did. And I think that might be the reason why I liked it. And, and that's what I will say with the streaming of this, is... If you go into this movie with really low expectations, you'll yep. come out happy. An open mind and open heart yeah. for Adam Sandler. Well, no, because if this is a lot like, the, the movies aren't alike at all, but my experience with it was alike, is uh, is the movie 2012 by Roland Emmerich. That's the 
disaster movie. It's right? a disaster movie with uh, with Amanda Peet and John Cusack, and uh, Danny Glover is the president. It's a it's a. I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, with that movie. I remember being like, this is going to be absolute trash. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be absolutely terrible. And then I watched it, and I was like, actually, it's fun. And most of the reason why it's fun is because the action sequences are... The action sequences are interesting in that movie, but I could watch Amanda Peet and John Cusack talk to each other all day. Yeah. Like, they're just fun to watch talk to each other. And I feel like that was kind of what this movie had also, was that it was like, I went in with very low expectations, and... Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, they're just fun to watch talk to each other. Like, I just like them. I like them as people uh, in this movie. And so it was fun. It was fun to me. All right. All right. You might be able to sway me by the end of this episode. I don't know. Because I did like it, but I just, I don't know if I can give it a stream it. But uh, let's hit the break. Okay. And we'll come back uh, and do a deep dive into this. We will be right back. Should we pull it up? No, it's a foot long now. Yeah. Will you listen to my husband? He's a detective. I'll put it back. Don't put it back. And we're back. Okay, I want to ask you a question, mm. which is, uh, when was the first time in the movie that you either realized you really liked it or realized you really hated it? What was it? Thi- what was what was the first thing that happened where you were like, you got a sense of what this movie was gonna be? When all the characters started spilling into the room on the yacht uh-huh. to have finally have dinner and uh, and to see Malcolm Quince after mm-hmm. that's what they're all getting together for is to see Malcolm Quince and uh, he's gonna make some big announcement. That's why yep. he's called all his closest friends and family there. And uh, I knew this movie was kind of gonna play on tropes. Like I said before, it's very self-aware. Obviously, we could draw comparisons to this movie and Clue, and I've never even seen Clue. You've never seen Clue? I've never seen Clue. Oh, my God, you have to watch Clue. I'm, I'm interested in doing it. If it's I, on I Netflix, we have to do it, but if it's not, you just we just we I just need to force you to watch it. Maybe. I it's, don't know. I've I'm had opportunities. This is the thing. This is the thing. With Clue, I'm building it, because I agree 100% that uh-huh. it's, it reminded me, so many parts of this reminded me of Clue, Yeah. but... um. But uh, I'm probably building Clue up too much where you're going to see it and then be like, it's not that great. Well, it's not just you. A lot of people have built up that movie. uh, No, and I think that's one of those ones where it's like people love that movie because it's like a hidden gem. Mm. There's all these great people in it, and it's really funny, and there's all these great moments that come throughout, and there's really quotable lines uh, that come from the entire thing, and it's this absolutely ridiculous film. But simultaneously, like, nobody, it wasn't a big hit. It just it came out and then it went away and then it came back to life on cable and on yeah, DVD and, and VHS and so there's and so there's like this small faction of people that have seen it and love it mm. and then they meet people like you and, and they and yell they, at them. no you didn't yell at me but well and they're like oh you have to watch it it's absolutely amazing and then Definitely you're watching you're like it's good but like, like it's okay um, maybe I've never watched Clue because I've never played Clue. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hot take here. Clue is a shit board game, <laughs> but made for a um, great movie. It, it made for a great movie because of a couple different things. When it came to like when it came to Clue, the the primary thing is Tim Curry. That's because the Tim Curry yeah. plays the butler, and he's brilliant. He's hilarious. He's all over the place. But also like Madeline Kahn's in the movie, is, and is he, uh, Tim Curry still around? Uh, yeah. He's in stuff? Yeah, he's around and he's in stuff. Okay. He's in weird stuff where you're like, like, why are you why doing are you in this? this? He's on stage a lot. He's in London on oh, okay. the West End a lot with different stuff. But he's also like, a lot of his movie stuff seems like, what it feels like, and I have no information of him saying this, but what it feels like to me as a, as a fan and a viewer is that he really loves theater work. Right. And he does movies so to support yeah. his theater. His theater. Work. He definitely seems like he's got that classically trained vibe about him. He's got a I mean? classically trained vibe about him. You can even watch him in Home, him, Home Alone like, too, and you're like, this guy is yeah. the best actor in the movie, probably. I mean, there's not a lot of people in Home Alone too, so you know. Donald Trump's in it. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Oh, it's not. That's a monster. That's not a. That's not. 
Moving on. There was the pigeon lady. <laughs> All right. Those pigeons were great. <laughs> they were very natural. So wait but a minute. Hold on. What was my point? All right. I compared this to Clue. Compared it to Clue. That was your uh, favorite oh part yeah. was when, okay, everybody so was, when everybody was coming in onto the yacht? That's when I knew that like this movie was going to be more was it, than just tongue Sorry, wait. Was it the moment when they were... It was daylight and they're outside and they're doing that? Or was it right when, um, when the dad... Was like telling everybody when that the he dad was going to cut them, them off. Them. Yeah, when, when the dad, dad okay. addresses them and he makes that speech. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's when the wheels of the movie really start to turn plot-wise. Yeah. Uh, we've already seen Adam Sandler interact with Jennifer Aniston, and they do have good chemistry as a married couple. Fifteen years in, blue-collar people. You know what I mean? Show yeah. the money. Blah blah blah. Um, but it just—that's when I—that's when I knew this movie was going to be different, at least. Uh, but I—I I don't know if that made me. I didn't really have a decision on the movie until the end, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I didn't know. I had theory. I watched this with my brother, and this was this is very much a you could talk out loud movie during it. Oh God, yeah. And the whole time we're like, oh, this person did, that person did it, and we were both completely wrong at every turn. Uh, so I don't think I really had feelings about this movie strongly until the very end, where we find out who did it. Yeah. Which, who did it? I just I, I don't know. <laughs> it was the race car driver, right? It was the race car driver and the actress, right? It was the race car driver and the actress. Um, so, so my thing, my thing with this movie, the moment that I, there were two moments that hit me mm-hmm. where I was like, where I was like, oh my god, I think I like this movie. Um, it was when it was it was right after the guy died, the after guy? the first guy that got stabbed, Malcolm. Malcolm, when Malcolm got stabbed, yeah. Uh, and Adam Sandler's reaction is like <laughs> nonchalantly, like "Don't touch the knife, don't do the," and they just like pull out the knife and then they put the knife back yeah. in. There was something about that knife moment, which I know it was such like a stupid gag that you could see coming a mile away, but there was just some way about his reaction to it that I was like, "Oh my god, I think I might like this movie." Where it was like, I, I just felt in that moment, like, his reactions to things mm-hmm. in this movie are gonna be hilarious. Yeah. And, and then the next thing, which I also have written down here, is when he picks up the big clamshell full of shrimp. That was great. To walk away. That was great. I, di- I, I was like, I, and I didn't, it was just one of these things where it was like, and then there's like four other scenes in the movie where he's walking through places eating. eating. And I was like... This is so beautifully like, you know what it felt like was was it was so beautifully like middle class. Yes. Where it was like I'm in a rich person's place. I'm gonna eat all their food. Yeah. It's like I'm not like, gonna try to act like rich, right. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna try to act I right. I fell into gonna, this yeah, situation. I, yeah. Like I fell into this. I'm gonna eat all the food. I'm gonna do all the things. Um. Uh, but that was when I kind of fell in love. I I I realized I was gonna like this movie, and then slowly started to like. I, I wasn't in all Love honesty. I wasn't really paying attention. Like I was, I was watching the movie, and I'm not really paying attention. You're not trying and to the solve jokes the murder. The jokes aren't landing, and the and like like they're landing, but they're they're funny, but they're not really like hard landing, and they're not really great jokes. Yeah. But then from the knife onward into the mystery. I, I felt like it was like all the jokes hit. Like they just started firing on like really good, like kind of romantic comedy mystery movie cylinders. It wasn't like laugh out loud, absolutely amazing, but it was like chuckle, fun, good right. times. It, it strangely felt lighter after the people yeah. got murdered. Because before that, I'll be honest with you, I kind of thought uh, Nick Spitz and Audrey Spitz, their relationship was a little depressing to me. Cause he's like oh, it was incredibly of, depressing. It's kind of taking shots at each other. They're arguing, but they're not really laughing together yet. Later on yeah. in the movie, they'd be like arguing and taking shots at each other, but they'd like it felt much more uh, nicer to it. Uh, I, I love when Audrey drops the line to Nick, speaking to him eating all the time. He's like walking out of the room. She's like, you're going to gain it all back. All oh, that yeah. weight's going to come back. Oh, yeah. Which like we didn't even know that apparently he's down a good few pounds or something like well, that. Well, no, and it's because uh, they have that amazing line where he's like, I ate the peanut M&Ms. I wanted to see whether they were <laughs> different in Europe. Like that's The thing is, is that I felt like there's a lot of different things. You know, it's funny that you brought up earlier that this is that like this Adam Sandler movie feels like uh, him having a a studio finance his vacation. Yeah, uh, is that when I look at this versus something like Blended or versus something like um, oh man, what was the movie where he was like a 
he was like, or no, it was Fifty First Dates, oh. where it's like Fifty First Dates. The entire thing takes place in Hawaii. Yep. And uh, is that it's like this felt like one of those things where it was like I think you're just like part of it felt like are you just having a good vacation? Like How you just really like you like Monaco and Italy and France and these different places that you're going. And so like that's bringing a lot of lightness and levity to like your performance that's in this thing is like you're just actually having a good time. Whereas in like Africa, like it was kind of a bitch yeah. to get around and do <laughs> things. And like you didn't like the trip wasn't that fun. So the movie wasn't that great. How but long this do you think, just felt like how long do you think until we see Adam Sandler in space bringing his kids on a space <laughs> vacation? You know what I mean? Netflix presents. I, you know, honestly, like, like after seeing this, after seeing his, uh, you know, some of the stuff that he's that he's done, and this new kind of like, I feel like Adam Sandler went on this. It was like when he started, he, when he started, he didn't give a fuck. When he started his film career in general. When he started his film career. Yeah. Like, well, those with, were rated R movies too. Th- right? Well, I know the rated R movies, but at the same time, it's like it, he didn't. He was he was swinging for the fences with insanity. Yeah, that's true. In a lot of the stuff that he was doing, and the premises were ridiculous, and the way that he was doing them was ridiculous, and, uh, and the thing is, is that it almost feels like one of these things where it's like at a certain point, he 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 started giving a shit mm-hmm. about like what how well the movie did and like what audience it was for and I feel like it was right around 50 first dates that it was like it kind of shifted into like family family oriented Adam Sandler and I don't know whether it's like his kids are a little older or whether it's like he's just had like some stuff that critically flopped really badly and didn't do that great at the box office he's never came out and like said his reasoning behind his move like even Jim Brewer at one point got a call from Bill Cosby which is who knows if he should have been taking that advice Bill Cosby called Jim Brewer and was like hey you got kids now you're a little bit older like you should start moving towards more family friendly stuff and Brewer has and he's been very successful with it Adam Sandler kind of also did but he's never gone on out there to be well, like, I think that was, was just. Move. I think that that was just what like him and his writing partners and the people that were around him. I think one of the things because he talked about it in an interview, um, he talked about it in a podcast interview about how like when he did his stand up special, he got new writers around him. Like right. he knew he wanted to. He talked to his manager and he was like, "I wanna like I wanna start doing stand up again, and I need some people." He's always like written with other people on stuff, and. He's got some new fresh blood around him and it feels like some of those people are bringing him back to life where it was like he kind of went down this rabbit hole of like family friendly films and and it's because that was kind of like what was around him, what he was dealing with in his life, what he was doing and then he's kind of got this thing that's like he then brings in some younger people that he's hanging out with and some newer voices and some newer things to be bouncing ideas off of. And now it starts to bring him back to like, all right, that thing I used to do in my twenties. Yeah. And because like the, the simple little things in this movie where it's like the fact that they didn't have kids Mm. is that it's like, it would have been annoying. It would have been annoying as shit. If he was, if, if this entire thing was me and my family went on, went on this trip to Europe and now like I'm mostly saving my daughter from whatever and like you know then it would have been it it wouldn't have felt right it yeah. would have been really weird um but the fact that it was just him and Jennifer Aniston it made it great and the fact that there was no like back home the, the only thing back home was his it was his cop buddy his cop buddy Eric Griffin who very well played Jimmy Stern yeah and like the the idea that he doesn't have kids and they're just on a vacation and this is just who these people are and they're just living their life and he's just like having a good time. Like, I don't know. It he just plays that cop role real well. He de- he feels like an NYPD yeah. officer. That's how an actual NYPD officer would act if he was on a yacht and strangers got murdered. He'd be like, all right, everyone away from the body. Yeah. He's like still stuffing his face with strangers. <laughs> he's like, listen, we gotta wait. Nobody do nothing. Well, but also like he's a, he's a, he plays... He plays the kind of cop that, like, uh, like Kyle Kinane has talked about this, where it's like yeah. the the great bit that he's got about cop show one up to day. The party. Well, yeah, it's like one day you'll meet a cop that could have been you or somebody that you know. Yeah, and it's like, and the difference between them is like, is the, the only reason they're a cop is because they're like, I paid five dollars more than the post office and I get to hold a gun. Like that is that's who this guy feels like. It feels yeah, like bit. one of those things where it's like, he's just like, yeah, I'm a cop, but like, that's not really like, I'm not like, 
a cop who's yeah. a cop who's gonna like be like the out only in time, the, the you know taking the only, down bad guys. The only time we see him do that, and it kind of felt a little out of place. And also, I was like, are we gonna be seeing this shit the whole movie? Yeah. Is at the beginning when he's in the convenience store and he spots the kid lifting the monster energy drinks and the yeah. hot Cheetos, and he's like, I'm only not gonna bust you because I got I'm late to dinner. Or whatever. No, that was that was a hundred percent. That was a save the cat. Do you know just Save to, the Cat? Just to show he's a good person. It's to show he's a good person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that he's, it, we're going to show who he is, which is that it's like, he's a good person. He's going to stop this kid from doing this thing, but he's also going to be a good person because he's going to he's gonna let him go. Give him a break. And it's going to show the character trait of that it's like, he's kind of lazy, but he's also, right. you know, he's, like, a real he's a good guy and he he's a real, real. guy. Um, so that, that like felt like that. Like yeah. the moment he, that happened, I was like, and we've saved we've the cat. We've saved <laughs> like, the cat, thank God. Uh, I got a question for you. At what yeah. point did you say, is this a dream? And at what point did you say, okay, this isn't a dream, if at all? Because I will make the argument. I think this movie was a dream, and they were still in the dream at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how most of the times... Are you, like, are you citing Jacob's Ladder right now? Like, is that what you're saying? Like, they like they died at some point, and this is all just the brief moments before they're passing? I don't as know Jacob's their brain Ladder. Un- unfolds. I don't know Jacob's Ladder, but I think now from the context, I kind of get what you're saying. Uh, however, no, I just... So, okay, they're on the plane. She's reading the book. She's like, let me alone. Just let me read my book. Uh-huh. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep. Blah, blah. And then immediately, that's once he goes to sleep, that's when the weird shit starts happening. That's when she goes to first class and so meets a billionaire and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going like, oh, this is going to be a dream at some point. Uh, even if it's at the end of the movie, like it's going to be one of these things where... It, w- it was all a dream. And then we get to the end. We don't uh-huh. get that moment, but we see them take off on the train, which says... The Orient Express. Orient Express, which is a fig... So what's the deal? In their reality, the Orient Express wasn't a real thing? Or well, the Orient Express, Express was a real thing. The murder on the Orient Express was? No, the train. Yeah, but the famous story, the murder on the Well, the famous the Orient- train is not real, or the, or the <laughs> famous story of the murder is not real, but... The train itself is real. They're allowed to get on a train that says the Are they? Express. Okay, it is a real train? You're sure of this? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't think it's called the Orient Express now. <laughs> that that feels would be a great little, if it was. <laughs> that feels a little... The Orient Express, still around. It wouldn't be racist, though, though, if they were in the Orient, calling themselves the Orient Express, right? Um, not that it matters, but now you've brought it up. I'm not going to dig into this one. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, but the idea being at the end of the movie, they're on, they're up, there's going to be another murder mystery. Yeah, which I, like, that was that was a fun little button. And also, honestly, like, it did lend itself to a certain, to a certain degree of, like, I'd watch these people again. Like oh, this could I don't be know fun. If I'd I could watch them again. I could, I could watch another. I could watch another murder mystery with these people. But you liked it more for the fact. Obviously, this is a comedy mystery, so it's playing yeah. on both genres. But you were way more invested in the comedy than the mystery. I was aspect. way more invested in the comedy. I could have cared less. Okay. About. I could have cared less about the mystery of who did what. Okay. The See, whodunitness of it was really uh, secondary for you. It was very secondary for me, and it was just something that I wasn't like, I just didn't, it's not that I didn't care, but it was like, um... You know you're going to get an answer at the end, so you're not going to waste time. I know I'm going to get an answer at the end. I didn't, I didn't really care who it was, and, and mostly it was this thing that was like, like, I just wanted to see these people deal with these situations. Like, because it, it was, all of it was like... We're, we're, it's a vehicle for bits. True. And I think one of the things I remember, I read, I read a book, um, probably when I was like 15 years old, uh, your first book then Go ahead. first book. And, uh, and it was about filmmaking. It was right when I started getting into, into filmmaking and it was from, I I don't even remember the guy's name, but it was, he wrote, he was one of the writers for, um, for Naked Gun and for Airplane and for Top Secret okay. and like all Mastercraft uh, spoof writer. Yeah, like like he was it was a heavy spoof writer kind of guy. 
And uh, and all of those movies, they take on the elements of some other kind of thing. It's a detective movie. It's a disaster movie. It's you know a spy movie, whatever. And one of the things that he wrote in it was was that the reason why their movies work and the reason why they they hold together during the bits and during the jokes is because they structurally wrote a great movie. Uh. You write a movie with no jokes first, and you make that work, and then. You put jokes in. That's very interesting. And when you do, when you look at something like Airplane or when you look at Naked Gun, those are really like, like straight up jokes where it's like, you know, it's, it's the woman is screaming on the plane and the first guy, Leslie Nielsen comes and slaps her and then the next person comes and slaps her and the next person comes and slaps. Like it's, it's very straightforward jokes that are happening um, where like this movie didn't do that as like specifically yeah uh but the thing is is that you could tell that underneath this entire thing oh they had definitely written a they wrote a, a proper murder they mystery wrote a first proper murder mystery first yeah. and then they made it funny and and that's the thing that i think makes this movie work is that i didn't need to care about and i didn't care about the murder mystery happening and the reason that i didn't care about the murder mystery happening was because i was just waiting for the next bits to come yeah, I want to know what the next bit is. I want to know what the next joke is, and and I'm just enjoying the ride of the murder mystery, knowing that it's going somewhere. I think I would have enjoyed it more if I would stop trying to figure it out. Yeah, I I didn't I I didn't try to figure it out at all. Normally, I just I'm not enjoyed. That guy. I just enjoyed the different characters that they had, like all of the different the the different like archetypal characters that they yeah. had that were in that room when the guy died. Um, I wasn't trying to figure out who killed whoever, and I think part of the reason why I wasn't trying to is that it, uh, though they at a certain point were like really desperate to figure out who did what, like it kind of seemed like Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston didn't give a shit either. They like, kind of didn't care. They kind of they kept going care. back to the thing of like, this is real life. Like we're yeah, gonna go to Italian life. jail. We're gonna go to Italian jail. Not we're gonna, gonna die. Together. Like I love at one point Adam Sandler looks at her. He's like, shit, did we do it? Like <laughs> we can't figure out. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Normally, I'm not the guy who tries to figure out like how the movie's going to end. I try to just sit and enjoy it, but I think I tested myself because it, this is such a straight-up murder mystery. Obviously, that's the name of the movie. They're yeah. playing on the genre and stuff. And I thought I had it a couple of times. First, I thought it was Cavendish, and then they show up, and it's not Cavendish. Then I was like, it's, it was the butler that let them in just now. I thought it was going to yeah. be some like, almost like a two-sex machina thing where like you know it's a character we're only introduced to in the last chapter of the film but then it wound up being a pretty solid and tight story-wise like who did it and why however and maybe this speaks to my stupidity my biggest problem with the movie is probably just that those little mystery gets explained parts go by really fast and Uh i think that for a very average-minded couple that they're playing throughout most of the movie they have these moments of like detective geniusness yeah and they kind of they do a quick flash back in black and white and be like oh so someone said this and blah 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 related to this and he and she was lying when she said that and then they cut back to like right now and i'm sitting there going huh wait who <laughs> what happened adam well, sandler's no, making was, me feel stupid it's all those little things where it's like where it's like when she found the japanese claritin and when she yeah. found the and when they you know when they had certain, when they were under the bed during the sex scene thing with the Maharaja, where they didn't end up having sex. Like, what was that? We got to talk about that, by the way. Keep going. Uh, well, no, but they they just had all these. There were all of these little moments uh, that, like, they were trying to call back and trying to do different things with. And part of the problem that I will agree with you on is is that they didn't really like, like, they didn't do a very good job of setting it up to knock it down. It wasn't that my mind wasn't blown when anything was happening. Right. Like there wasn't the it, the turns, the twists and the turns that they had, uh, which I think that's why I didn't care about the murder mystery part of it was that the twists and the turns were not spectacularly great. Like the the funniest and but they played it for comedy really, really well. And so like the funniest part of the entire thing where they were like I, when they said Cavendish is the one who's did it i was watching the movie and i'm like oh, okay cavendish did it yeah like i was along for the ride where i was like oh that makes you tell sense. me <laughs> i was like that makes sense i guess he is the one who did it and then they showed up and he's dead and i didn't really i wasn't like 
I wasn't taken aback. I wasn't uh-huh. like, <gasps> you're just like, like okay, I was just it wasn't like, this okay, guy. it wasn't that guy. Like I just did, I didn't care who it was. But the thing is, is that what I still love, I still really liked the movie because when they find out that he's dead, they played it for really good comedy, and they took the suit off a corpse. <laughs> I that love part, that they address it hard. That part was was weird. That was a lot. That was yeah. a lot. I would have been happier if they were like if they just like opened up a closet that was there and it was just all tuxedos and yeah. he just took one. But that's another thing where it's like, oh, this is a dream. This is you know certain things were taken very. Well, mostly harsh. because mostly because I had the moment where I was like, where I was like, what you just said happened, where you took the, then there's a scene that they didn't show, where it's Jennifer Aniston, and Adam Sandler picking up a rigor mortis dead body <laughs> and having to like break joints to get him to take the shirt off and to do different stuff, and it's like that's not a real thing. Do and you think and they also when some- people when people kill them when people die. They like shit and piss themselves. Like, does it's everybody whole, always? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's unless you have unless you have just like gotten rid of everything in you. The thing is, is that you've always just got some more shit in yeah. you. You've always got some more piss in you, and your bowels and everything like that just let go completely. And so every single person who dies pisses and shits themselves. I didn't know that. I, I mean, I've heard that, but I didn't know that it was. But a like that would be that would thing. be the tuxedo he's in. Is he's wearing he just got pissed and shit in. How great would it have been? And so like, uh, Nick turns around. Of, Nick Spitz turns around and there's just a shit stain on his ass. <laughs> and he's like, "We figured it out. <laughs> we figured it out. Why um, do you smell like shit?" But uh, the sex scene. You wanted to talk about the sex scene with the Maharaja. Was what? it a sex scene? It's not. That's he gets on top of her. It's, they're both fully clothed. But they're, you know, it almost, the, the way it played out at first is I said, oh, they know they're in there and they're playing this up. Yeah, that's and what I thought. And then they're going to, you know, spin it on them somehow. But very quickly, it goes from hot and heavy, we're about to have sex, to he's like, I think I'm going to go downstairs. Yeah. And then, was it like an in, in impotent joke where he couldn't perform? Oh, no, he was a pre, it was a premature ejaculation joke. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that. They didn't, they didn't do a very good job at it. Like, for PG thirteen, they tr- go for some kind of dirty jokes. In they this. go for some kind of dirty jokes, but hold they didn't, the bottom and I wouldn't say squeeze. I yeah, was like, Jesus Christ, Dad. Yeah, hold the bottom and squeeze. But uh, yeah, I think that they that feels like one of those things that might have been a PG thirteen cut thing. Mm. Is that and it would make sense to me if that was the case. Is that to to have a premature ejaculation scene? What you really need, like, because they've done it, they did it in American Pie, they did it in a couple other things, is that you really need a moment where you see the guy's face come. <laughs> like, you need to see the guy yeah. be like, yeah. and like, and like, see his face. And the thing is, is that in that scene, they were like hot and heavy, making a lot of noise, making a lot of moans, and he, but his face is like buried in her neck. And then he's like, actually, wait, let's just pause. And it's one of those things where maybe it's like... Maybe we should like, get to know each other. Maybe we should get to know each other. And it's that moment where you're like, wait, did he just come in his pants or not? And I think that I it feels like Wait, one when of those, you die, do you come too? Ooh. <laughs> that I don't know. For next episode. That I don't know, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Shit, piss, come. Tell me more, Des. And uh, your nose runs, too. And preferably <laughs> when you tell it to me, do it slower. Uh, <laughs> no, but there's a, like, I don't know. There's there, yeah, It wasn't explicit enough if that's the joke they were going for. It wasn't explicit enough. I fancy myself a comedian, and I didn't pick up on that. I that thought joke, he couldn't get it up. That joke wasn't explicit enough, and they, they, it feels like they did a lot of, um, they did a lot of working around to get you to understand what just happened rather than just have the joke play really hard. Yeah. I think that might have been because of a rating thing. I was going to say, I bet with a PG-13 you can't show someone's face orgasming. Maybe not. Um, I mean, I think that you can in certain senses, but like... Probably could in the 90s, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, but there is... I don't know. There's a lot of fun in this. I really enjoyed when... Um, like it was such there there's so many simple little jokes that I really enjoyed in this uh where it was like at the end when they're chasing after the race car driver and they get inside the Ferrari and the steering wheel's on the other side that was good and Adam Sandler's so angry that he doesn't get to do the car chase 
but then but doesn't do a thing where it's like let's get out and then switch yeah. it, there's nothing like that it's like no we're just going with it like right. now she's the one who's driving was that and she's like i'm sorry i know you would love to do this like there's a like there's fun in these little moments and then and that's what i think i really liked about the movie was that it it had a casualness to the comedy in it and it wasn't trying to be too it wasn't trying to be too insane. It wasn't trying to be too whatever. It was like yeah. very regular people who just happen to be kind of funny in a really crazy situation because that I, and actually maybe that's the, now that I'm like saying it out loud, it makes sense to me is, is that a lot of Adam Sandler movies, he's the ridiculous person. He's always, whether it's Billy Madison or whether it's, uh, Happy Gilmore or Little Nicky or whatever. He is always the crazy character. And in this one, he flipped it. He's the regular guy. And everybody else is an insane caricature. Yeah. And I think that might be the thing that actually worked in it is that it's like, it's, it, it, is, it is a stupid caricature of rich people and their yachts and their huge houses and their whatever, where it's like, you know, even the simple things where it's like where it's like second floor, eighth door on the left, kind of like little jokes in the thing, is that it's like, and like, because when he's walking up to that house, there's just little things that Adam Sandler says where it's like, where he's like, well, that's a rich person's house, like, yeah. and it's just these little itty bitty things that uh, that the nice thing about it to me was was that he was the normal guy in this movie. And so many movies that he's in, he's the crazy caricature person. Yeah, if he was over the top in this movie, it would have. Uh, it wouldn't have worked. It would have been too much. It would have yeah. been too much. And but he's really normal, and Jennifer Aniston's really normal, and they're just in this crazy situation, and it makes it so that the show, it makes it so that the movie actually like functions correctly, and that they can be kind of cute in it and stuff like that. And it was like, it was just one of those things where it was like, I wish that I do wish that. Like problematic wise, I do wish that like the beginning of the movie had a little bit more of them, of us understanding how in love they used to be. Yeah, yeah. Because because then like they tried to do it when she's in the when she's in the hair salon, and they tried to do it with these different things, but they were trying to do too many things all at once. Where it was like he's not a detective, and they're not in love, and it's their anniversary, but he didn't get her anything, and it's this other thing, and it's that. And so, like, they tried to, they muddled together a few too many things, but I think the thing that they realized is, is like, eh, but it's like the first five minutes. Yeah. Like, like if we can, if we can just get this exposition out of the way to have it come back a couple times later, we'll let's be get fine. Let's the But let's get them to the yacht. Right. And... Yeah. Because once they got him to the yacht, it's like, okay, now it's going to be funny. And once they murder the guy, it's like, now it's great. Yeah. Like, now we're off to the races. All right. I'm going ch- to change my mind. I'm going to say stream this movie. It's where it's... <laughs> at, I win! At I a, win! It's not a contest. At an hour and like Look, it's 40 not a, minutes... It's not a contest, but I did win. But you did win. I'll, I'll give you the win. Um, yeah, I don't know. Final thoughts? I'm, I'm going to say watch this movie. It is, you're right. It's actually... It was surprisingly funny. That's the thing. Is that I, I will... I do say... Like I said before, stream this movie, but lower your expectations. Yeah. Like, if you come into this movie with huge expectations of an amazing, hilarious comedy, it will fall flat and you won't like it. But if you come into it with, like, this is going to be an enjoyable... It's an easy watch. It's, it's an easy watch, 90 minutes. I mean, like, this is the perfect movie where it was, like... Like, I was watching it... I, yes, I was watching it for the podcast, but, like, I was doing other stuff. Well, yeah. I, I'm on my phone. I'm I'm messing around, and and you pop back in on certain things, and you can follow the plot really easily. It's not that twisty and turny. You're not going to miss and a conversation. You're not going to miss twenty it. minutes yeah. later. And be like, what's going what's on? What's going on? And and there's going to be funny moments in the entire thing that are just like like you're going to look up from your phone and be like and be laughing because yeah. it's like oh there's a funny little moment where like the Italian race car driver very fast yes number one yeah. There, well, there's that, and then there's also like the there's like the the Russian big Russian guy or whatever who's gonna talk about his uh, he's gonna talk about like tell them the colonel story the the colonel story and everything like that, and then they're gonna turn they they can't figure out how to do a voice memo uh, and he's like and he's like ask Siri ask Siri yeah. and they're like well I gotta do this and then the door knocks and then the guy dies and it's like it's little moments like that that make this movie work where it's just it's once again it's very regular people 
in a very crazy situation and they don't play it as anything else. Yeah. Like I found one of the most annoying things in the movie to be when they gave Adam Sandler the character the character trait of not being able to shoot. That was the only thing in the movie where I was like you gave him a wacky weird thing. But then he pulls off the shot at the end. I you know something like that no, doesn't like, it's I like, didn't really I know give why a shit. they I if know it was why a serious movie. It. I'd be very bothered. Yeah. But it's it's not. It's I know why they movie. did it, but it's but it also was one of the, it's it was the moment when the masked person with the blow dart was running away and he can't even get close to them. That I was yeah. like, "Okay, don't be this bad of a shot." Also, that like, person should not be a cop if they have if their marksmanship is that bad. Yeah, if it's that <laughs> bad. Well, and also you would think after like 15 years or whatever of being a cop that yeah. he would He'd get have better. gotten better. <laughs> like they train, they do put things. effort into it. Honestly, I saw that scene and I not to get too real with it, but I saw that scene and it just reminded me of a, it was like six years ago, something like that. Uh-huh. Um, a guy pulled out a gun in the middle of, uh, I think the in front of the Freedom Tower or something, you know, in Manhattan. And there were cops on the scene like immediately. Yeah. And they got the guy, but 14 people no, that got was shot. The, that was the Empire State Building. Empire State Building. Yeah. Four, I think it was like 14 civilians got shot, yep. all by police officers. All by police officers. And the actual gunman <laughs> didn't shoot anybody. Yeah, no, it was um, kind of I hilarious. That. No it one was... died, so I can laugh about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but watch Murder Mystery, because it'll uh, alleviate some of the stress of my maybe getting shot in crossfire. Have you ever shot a gun? Yeah. What kind of, what kind of gun did you shoot? I've shot a pump action shotgun like skeet shooting. Yeah. And I've shot a uh a rifle, like a hunting rifle. But that's about it. I've never shot a handgun. Yeah. Um but I, I felt very powerful. <laughs> Especially check this out. So I was on vacation when I was very young at like a resort in Pennsylvania. A uh-huh. Pennsylvanian resort? That's right. That's how we rolled in the Rooney family. <laughs> and one of the activities was skeet shooting and I had never shot uh a pump action shotgun like that before. They pulled the first skeet or whatever it is. Fucking got it. And I was like, I'm going to be nasty at this. Miss the next four. <laughs> and then that was it. You only get five shots at the Pennsylvania Resort we went to. But Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never shot a gun before. No? Never shot a gun. You said yourself you're from the Midwest. You've never shot a gun. Yeah, we just weren't that kind of family. Huh. My like, brother we got didn't, me a... We weren't a, we weren't a gun people. My brother got me a crossbow for Christmas. That... I don't know why. Like a legit crossbow. (laughs) I haven't been able to use it yet because... (laughs) Are you allowed to have that? Yeah. I'll show you. If I could bring it up. I don't uh, think you can... If you move back into... Like, you're out on Long Island now, but if you move back into the five boroughs, I don't think you can have that. I'm going to be in Queens next week. I'm moving in a week. You tell me I can't bring my crossbow? How am I going to protect my basement apartment? Fucking Trump stepping all over my rights. You make a solid... I think it's more de Blasio. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Damn you, de Blasio. No, because I looked it up a while ago. Um, I just wanted to, for whatever reason, I wanted to see whether I could have a crossbow. If you could have a crossbow. And I looked it up, and I'm pretty sure that, uh, like, because you can have a bow and arrow, Uh um, like a a regular bow, but I don't think you can have a crossbow in in New York City. I don't know. This might be work around it because it's like bolts, I think, instead of big arrows. But they're metal, but like... I oh looked no, it up I on YouTube like, for like someone reviewing yeah, it, yeah. and they said they're like, "This is a pretty strong crossbow. Like, you could hurt somebody with this." Well, no, and I think that's the reason why you can't. Right. I think that's the reason why you can't have one in New York City is because, like, it's basically a gun. Right. Like, it might be a bow and an arrow, but like, it's basically a gun. Imagine that NYPD had crossbows that day. <sighs> Imagine seeing like fourteen people with arrows sticking out of themselves <laughs> coming down. <laughs> Coming down like Third Avenue. My favorite idea of that is is that is them missing and the arrows going off the Empire <laughs> State Building and just careening <laughs> down into the into traffic. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I've always wanted to I've always wanted to shoot a gun and I've I've never done it. I need to do it sometime. Let's go shoot some guns. I'll go. I'll go shoot some guns. All right, let's go. Everybody say goodbye. 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 <laughs>